Psalm 34, Discourse the First, of Exposition on the Book of Psalms. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Exposition on the Book of Psalms by St. Augustine of Hippo. Translated by Philip Schaff. Psalm 34, Discourse the First. On the title of the psalm, This psalm seems, indeed, to have nothing obscure, or that needs an expounder in its text, but its title makes us attentive and requires that we should knock. But as it is here written, that blessed is the man who trusteth in him, let us all hope that he will open to us knocking. For he would not exhort us to knock if he would not open to us knocking. For if it ever happens that he who was proposing to shut the door always, being compelled by weariness, at the stroke of the knocker should rise and open, contrary to his own purpose, lest he should suffer him long knocking. How much more ought we to hope that he will quickly open, who saith, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you? I knock then, with earnestness of heart, unto the Lord God, that he may deign to reveal unto us this mystery. Do ye also, my beloved, knock with me with earnestness of hearing, and with humble praying for me, for it is, it must be confessed, a hidden and great mystery. For so is the title of the psalm, a psalm of David, when he changed his countenance before Abimelech, and he sent him away, and he departed. We seek in the scriptures, according to the histories which we have written concerning David, when this was done, as when we find the title of another psalm, a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. For we read in the book of Kings, and find when David fled from the face of his son, Absalom, and it is most true that it so happened, and because it happened, it was written, and although the title of the psalm is so written mysteriously, yet was it drawn from an event which happened. So also I believe that what is here written, when he changed his countenance before Abimelech, and he sent him away, and he departed, is written in the books of Kings, where everything is written which pertaineth to the actions of David. But we find not this, and yet we do find somewhat, whence this appears to be drawn. For it is written that when David fled from his persecutor, Saul, he betook himself to Achis, the king of Gath, that is, to the king of a certain nation near to the kingdom of the Jews, where he lay hid that he might avoid the persecution of Saul. But his glory was still recent, whereby he earned envy for his good service when he slew Goliath, and in one battle gave glory and security of government both to king and people. For Saul, although Goliath challenging, he quaked, yet Goliath being overthrown, began to be an enemy to him by whose hand he had destroyed his enemy, and envied the glory of David, chiefly because the people in their rejoicings, and the women in their dances, sang the glory of David, saying that Saul had slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Hence being alarmed, because the youth through one battle had begun to have greater glory, and already in the praises of all was preferred to the king, as the nature is of the plague of envy and of worldly pride, he began to envy and to persecute him. Then he, as I have said, betook himself to the king of Gath, who was called Achis. But it was suggested to the same king that he had with him one who had begun to have great glory in the people of the Jews. And it was said to him, Is this not David, to whom the women sang in the dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? But if for this glory Saul had begun to envy him, was it not to be feared by David, lest the king also, with whom he had taken refuge, should wish to oppress a man whom he might have near him as an enemy, if he should keep him safe? And he feared him, and, as it is written, he changed his countenance before them, and affected, and drummed upon the doors of the city, 
and was carried in his own hands, and fell down at the doors of the gate, and his spittle ran down over his beard. The king with whom he lay hid saw him, and said unto his men, Wherefore have ye brought this mad fellow unto me? Shall he come into my house? And so he sent him away, expelling him, and David departed safe thence through that feigning of madness. According then to this feigning of madness seemeth to agree to the real history, what is here written, a psalm of David, when he changed his countenance before Abimelech, and he sent him away, and he departed. But it was Achis, not Abimelech, for the name only seemeth not to agree, for the event is related almost in the very same words in the Psalms in which it was written in the Book of Kings. Therefore ought it the more to move us to inquire of this mystery, that the name is changed, for neither was that done without reason, however it was done, but because it figured something, nor was this written without reason, even for the name being changed. Surely, brethren, ye see the depth of mysteries. If it be not mysterious that Goliath was slain by a stripling, it is not mysterious that he changed his countenance, and affected, and drummed, and fell down before the doors of the city, and the doors of the gate, and the spittle ran down over his beard. How can it be that this should not signify anything, when the apostle saith openly, Now all these things happened unto them in a figure, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. If the manna signify nothing, of which the apostle saith, they did all eat the same spiritual meat. If it signified nothing that the sea was divided, and the people led through the midst, that they might escape the persecution of Pharaoh, when the apostle saith, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud, and in the sea. If it signified nothing that the rock, being struck, the water flowed out when the apostle saith, that rock was Christ. If then these things signify nothing, however they happened, if, in short, nothing be signified by the two sons of Abraham, born according to the order of birth among men, and yet these two sons the apostle calleth the two covenants, the old and the new, saying, which things are an allegory, for these are the two covenants. If then these things signify nothing, which you see, by the authority of the apostle, were done as figures of things to come, we ought to think that this also signifieth nothing, which I have just now related to you concerning David out of the book of Kings. It doth not then signify nothing, either that the name was changed, or that it was said before Abimelech. Attend with me, for all, that I have now said, belongs as it were to the hand of the knocker, the door is not yet opened. I knocked, when I said these things, ye also knocked, when ye heard these things. Let us still knock by praying, that the Lord may open unto us. We have the interpretation of Hebrew names. There have not been wanting learned men to translate for us names from the Hebrew into the Greek tongue, and from thence into Latin. Consulting then these names, we find they interpret Abimelech, the kingdom of my father, and Achis. How is it? Let us attend to these names. Thence beginneth the door to be opened to us knocking. If thou askest, What is Achis? It is answered, How is it? How is it? Is the expression of one wondering and understanding not. Abimelech, the kingdom of my father, David, strong in hand. David is a figure of Christ, as Goliath is a figure of the devil, and as David overthrew Goliath, it is Christ that destroyeth the devil. But what is Christ who destroyeth the devil? Humility destroyeth pride. Therefore, when I name Christ, my brethren, humility is most commended to us. For he made a way for us through humility, because through pride we had departed from God, we could not return unto him but through humility, and we had none whom we might set before us to imitate. 
For all mortal men were swollen with pride, and if there arose any man of humble spirit, as were the prophets and patriarchs, the human race disdained to imitate humble men. Lest then man should disdain to imitate a humble man, God was made humble, that even so the pride of the human race might not disdain to follow the footsteps of God. But there was before, as ye know, the sacrifice of the Jews, after the order of Aaron, with victims of cattle, and that too was a mystery. Not yet was the sacrifice of the body and blood of the Lord, which the faithful know, and those who have read the gospel, which sacrifice is now diffused through the whole world. Set then before your eyes two sacrifices, both that after the order of Aaron, and this after the order of Melchizedek. For it is written, The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Of whom is this said, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is Melchizedek, the king of Salem. Salem was before a city, the same which afterwards, as learned men have delivered, was called Jerusalem. Before then the Jews reigned there. There was this priest Melchizedek, who is called, in Genesis, the priest of the Most High God. The same met Abraham when he delivered Lot from the hand of his pursuers, and overthrew those by whom he was held captive, and delivered his brother. After the deliverance of his brother, Melchizedek met him, and so great a man was Melchizedek, that Abraham was blessed by him. He brought forth bread and wine, and blessed Abraham, and Abraham gave him tithes. See what he brought forth, and whom he blessed. And afterwards was it written, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. David said this in the spirit long after Abraham, but in the time of Abraham lived Melchizedek. Of what saith he, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, but of him whose sacrifice ye know. Therefore was the sacrifice of Aaron taken away, and began the sacrifice after the order of Melchizedek. Therefore some one, I know not who, changed his countenance. Who is this some one, I know not who? It should not be said, I know not who, for our Lord Jesus Christ is well known. In his own body and blood he willed our health to be, but whereby commended he his body and blood? By his own humility. For unless we were humble, neither could this be eaten, nor that drunk. Consider his highness. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Behold, the food is from everlasting. But of it eat the angels, of it eat the hosts above, of it eat the heavenly spirits, and eating they are filled, and remaineth that whole which satisfieth them, and maketh them glad. But what man could be capable of that food? How could his heart be made fit enough for that food? Therefore behooved that table to become milk, and so to come even to babes. But how doth food become milk? How is food changed into milk, except it be passed through flesh? For the mother doth this, what the mother eateth, that eateth the infant. But because the infant is less fit to feed on bread, the same bread the mother incarnates, and through humility of her own breast and the juice of milk, of that very bread feeds the infant. How then did the wisdom of God of that same bread feed us? The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. See then humility, in that man ate the bread of angels, as it is written, he gave them of the bread of heaven. Man did eat angels' food, that is, that word by which the angels live from everlasting, which is equal to the Father, did man eat, because, being in the form of God, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. By that are the angels filled. But he made himself of no reputation, that man might eat angels' food, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
that so from his cross might be commended unto us the body and the blood of the Lord for a new sacrifice, because he changed his countenance before Abimelech, that is, before the kingdom of his father, for the kingdom of his father was the kingdom of the Jews. How the kingdom of his father? The kingdom of David, the kingdom of Abraham. For the kingdom of God the father is rather the church than the people of the Jews. But according to the flesh, the kingdom of his father was the people of Israel. For it was said, And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. It is shewn then that according to the flesh the father of the Lord is David. But according to the divinity, Christ is not the son, but the Lord of David. The Jews indeed knew Christ according to the flesh, according to the divinity they knew him not. Therefore he asked them a question, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And they were not able to answer him because they knew not in the Lord Christ, save what was visible to the eyes, not what was understood in the heart. But if they had had within eyes, as they had without, from that which they saw without, they had understood the son of David. From that which they understood, within they had understood the Lord of David. Therefore he changed his countenance before Abimelech. What is before Abimelech? Before the kingdom of his father. What is before the kingdom of his father? Before the Jews. And he sent him away, and he departed. Whom did he send away? Even the people of the Jews he sent away, and he departed. Thou seekest now Christ among the Jews, and findest him not. Wherefore did he send away and depart, because he changed his countenance? For they cleaving to the sacrifice after the order of Aaron held not the sacrifice after the order of Melchizedek, and so lost Christ, and the Gentiles began to have him to whom he had not before sent preachers. For to them he had sent preachers, David himself, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and the other prophets had he sent, and a few thereby learned knowledge, but they a very few in comparison of them that perished, for they were many. For we read that there were thousands, for it is written, A remnant shall be saved, but now thou lookest for circumcised Christians, and findest not. But there were of the circumcision in the primitive times of the faith many thousands of Christians, thou lookest for them now, and findest not. Rightly thou findest not, for he changed his countenance before Abimelech, and he quitted him, and he departed. And before Achis he changed his countenance, and he quitted him, and he departed. For therefore were the names changed, that the change of names might excite our attention to the signification of the mystery, lest we should think that nothing is told or related in the scriptures of the Psalms, save what is found in the books of kings to have been done, and should not seek their figures of things to come, but take them as histories of things past. Therefore, when the names are changed, what is said to thee? Here is something shut up. Knock. Abide not in the letter, for the letter killeth, but desire the spirit, for the spirit giveth life. The understanding of the spirit saveth him that believeth. How then he quitted King Achis, hear now, my brethren. I said that Achis is interpreted. How is it? Recollect the gospel. When our Lord Jesus Christ spoke concerning his body, he said, Except a man eat my flesh and drink my blood, he shall have no life in him. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And his disciples who followed him feared, and were shocked at his discourse. And understanding it not, they thought that our Lord Jesus Christ said something hard, as if they were to eat his flesh and to drink his blood which they saw, and could not endure it, saying as it were, How is it? For error and ignorance and folly are in the person of King Achis, 
For when it is said, how is it, something is not understood. Where something is not understood, there is the darkest of ignorance. There was then, in them, the kingdom of ignorance, as it were King Achis, that is, the kingdom of error prevailed over them. But he said, Except a man eat my flesh and drink my blood, because he had changed his countenance, it seemed like raving and madness, that he should give to men his flesh to be eaten, and his blood to be drunk. Therefore David was thought, as it were, mad, when Achis himself said, Wherefore have ye brought this mad fellow unto me? Doth not this seem madness, eat my flesh and drink my blood? And he sang, Whoso eateth not my flesh and drinketh not my blood shall have no life in him, seemeth to be mad. But to King Achis he seemeth to be mad, that is, to the foolish and ignorant. Therefore he quitted them and departed, understanding fled from their heart, lest they should be able to comprehend him. And what said they? As it were, How is it? Which is interpreted, Achis. For they said, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They thought the Lord a mad fellow, and that he knew not what he spoke, and that he was insane. But he who knew what he said, in that change of his countenance, and in that seeming raving and madness, declared mysteries, and affected and drummed upon the doors of the city. Now we must inquire what that also may be. He affected and drummed upon the doors. Not without reason, is it said, he fell down at the doors of the gate. Not without reason, is it said, his spittle ran down upon his beard. These things are not said in vain. With the wages of understanding, a long discourse ought not to be burdensome. Ye know, my brethren, that those same Jews before whom he changed his countenance, and sent them away, and departed, this day rest. If they who lost Christ, whom he sent away, and departed, have a vain rest, we have a faithful rest, that we may understand Christ, who sent them away, and came unto us. All things are not done in vain. Neither were they in that madness of David, of which it is said, he affected and drummed upon the gates of the city, and was carried in his own hands, and fell down at the doors of the gate, and his spittle ran down over his beard. He affected. What is, he affected? He had an affection. What is to have an affection? He had compassion on our infirmities, and therefore would he to take upon himself the same flesh, that therein he might destroy death. Having then compassion on us, he was said to affect. Therefore doth the apostle reprove those who are hard and without affection. For reproving some, he saith, without natural affection, unmerciful, where is affection, there is mercy. Where is mercy? He had mercy on us from above. For if he had refused to empty himself, remaining in that form in which he was equal with the Father from everlasting, we had always remained in death, but that he might deliver us from everlasting death, to which the sin of pride had brought us, he humbled himself, being made obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore he affected, because he came even to the death of the cross. And because whoever is crucified is extended on wood, and that to make a drum, flesh, that is, skin, is extended on wood, therefore it is said, he drummed, that is, he was crucified. He was extended on wood, he affected, that is, he had affection for us, that he might lay down his life for his sheep. He drummed, how? Upon the doors of the city. The door is that which is open to us, that we may believe in God. We had closed the door against Christ, and had opened it to the devil. Against life eternal had we our hearts closed, but he, the Lord our God, because we men had our hearts closed against life eternal, and would not see the word which angels see, with his cross opened the hearts of mortal men, that is, he drummed against the doors of the city. 
and was carried in his own hands. How indeed this could be done in case of a man who, brethren, can understand. For who is carried in his own hands? In the hands of others can a man be carried, in his own hands is no man carried. How this may be understood of David according to the letter we find not, but in Christ we find. For Christ was carried in his own hands, when commending his own body, he said, This is my body. For that body he carried in his own hands. This is the humility of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is much commended unto men. According to this he exhorteth us, brethren, to live, that is, that we should imitate his humility, that we should slay Goliath, and holding Christ should conquer pride. For he fell down at the doors of the gate. What is, fell down? Cast himself down unto humility. What is, at the doors of the gate? At the beginning of faith, whereby we are saved. For none beginneth but from the beginning of faith, as it is said in the Song of Songs, Thou shalt come, and shall pass through from the beginning of faith. We shall come face to face, as it is written, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We shall see him. When? When these things have passed away. Hear also the Apostle Paul. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Before then we see face to face the word which angels see. We have yet need of the doors of the gate, at which the Lord fell down, humbling himself even unto death. What is it that his spittle ran down over his beard? For in this he changed his countenance before Abimelech, or Achis, and he quitted them, and he departed. Those that understood not, he quitted. To whom went he? To the Gentiles. Therefore let us understand what they could not. The spittle of David ran down over his beard. What is the spittle? As it were, infantile words, for the spittle runneth down with infants. Were not these like infantile words, Eat ye my flesh, and drink my blood? But those infantile words covered his strength. For by the beard is understood strength. The spittle therefore running down over his beard, what is it but words of weakness covering his strength? Your holiness hath now, as I trust, understood the title of the psalm. If we should wish now to explain the psalm also, there is fear lest those things which ye have heard should slip out of your hearts. The title of this psalm have we explained in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Since tomorrow is the Lord's day, and we owe unto you a discourse, let us defer unto tomorrow the text of the psalm, that ye may hear it also with pleasure. End of Psalm 34, First Discourse.